Hey guys, you're listening to Winging It with Holly. In this podcast series, I'll be sharing the fun and interesting things I've learned about birds since I started really noticing them five years ago. I'm no expert though, so along the way I'll be picking the brains of my knowledgeable birdie friends, the human ones that is, so we can learn and wing it together. You can see birds anywhere, in the city or the countryside, watching from a balcony or your local park. And I'm hoping these short episodes will help you notice and learn more about our feathered friends, especially if you've never taken the time to get to know them before. Sunday 1st of May is International Dawn Chorus Day, a worldwide celebration of nature's greatest symphony. So in this episode, my mum and I got up very early to experience it for ourselves and hopefully inspire you to set that early alarm too. Mum, there's a long tail tit. <laughs> oh, they're my favourite. <laughs> okay, so I'm up at silly o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Where are we, Mum? We're in. We're in New Haven, up the cliffs. Up the cliffs. It's about a ten-minute walk from my house. Up the cliffs in New Haven in East Sussex. And we, we got up pretty early this morning. I haven't set my alarm for a 5am in a very long time. But we're up here. We wanted to get up here sort of 30 minutes before the sunrise to catch the very beginnings of the, the natural wonder that is the dawn chorus. So every morning, birds... Uh, well, certain birds, particularly smaller songbirds, just start singing away. Usually, kind of bef- before before the first signs of light. I I I, I want to say maybe around sort of four in the morning, but I think perhaps some even start earlier. I mean, as we came out the house, it was already loud, wasn't it? It was, and that was in the street. You're right, and that was about sort of 5.30 in the morning. You might recognise this sound either if you're an early riser and you, uh, you you get up, you get outside and there's just a cacophony of sounds outside your door. You might also recognise it from uh, coming home really late after a night out. I feel like that's how I've heard it a lot of times. Sort of, uh, you know, stumbling home four or five in the morning and you realise, oh my gosh, the world is starting to wake up already and you haven't even gone to bed. Um, I feel like that's usually blackbirds uh, just sort of, you know, reminding me you've stayed up too late you know what are you doing um so why why does it happen so a lot of birds take advantage of the cold morning air because their song can travel a lot further uh, and basically they can just sound really really loud <laughs> so yeah, in the cold dawn air, birdsong can carry up to 20 times further than at any other times of the day. There are also obviously far fewer human noises like cars uh, and people to compete with. So of course, by singing, um, birds are at risk of attracting a predator because they're making themselves known. But done in the morning uh, before the bright light um, sort of betrays their position, it means it's also a better time to do it. 
And uh, the reason that they want to even sing this uh, in the first place is uh, for two main reasons. It's to attract a mate. So you, I understand that usually the Dawn Chorus is uh, primarily a male choir. There are more males singing than females, but obviously the females are listening and determining which males are going to be successful in their quest to find a mate uh, the the louder this and the better the song the more attractive they are to the female um, so yeah it's it's a it's an it's a way of attracting a mate it also is a way of defending a territory so the males are off, often also singing to basically say keep out of my space this is mine <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, it takes place very, very early in the, early in the morning and uh, the, it's sort of at its peak, maybe 30 minutes before sunrise and 30 minutes after sunrise, which is why we're here at, well, it's now six in the morning and it's getting light and we, just walking up here, we've heard uh, an array, an array of sounds. So if you were to go out and listen yourself, the... Um, if you're in a garden or around a sort of maybe an urban area with a garden or just in a garden space, the, the birds that like to take part are robins, blackbirds, wood pigeons, wren, dunnock, great tit, blue tit, house sparrow and greenfinch. If you're in a more uh, woodland area, then you might hear a song thrush, garden warbler, black cap, great spotted woodpecker and ply, uh, plied, pied flycatcher. Now, uh, there's also lots of other birds that um, take part, but I think for people who are listening, I guess garden birds and woodland birds are probably your best bet. Um, so the reason I'm doing this episode today is because every, uh, I think, I understand it's like the first Sunday in May of every year, there is International Dawn Chorus Day. And so this year it's Sunday the 1st of May I need to check that I think uh, no it is definitely Sunday the 1st of May which will be shortly after I publish this episode and so I just kind of wanted to encourage and inspire people maybe to yeah make the most of that day uh, and <laughs> set your alarm early and wake up to 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 actually either go out and hear it yourself uh, because obviously if you can hear anything through this recording it, it is amazing but it's nothing like what it is in person um, but also you don't actually have to sort of travel far go you know actually get up get up and go anywhere to experience this if you're feeling sort of you know like your bed is just too comfortable uh, you even just opening a window to your bedroom and sort of but obviously still setting that alarm <laughs> and just listening to what's out there and the the sounds the beautiful beautiful choir that's happening outside it um it is really really worth it and it's basically at its peak between i think march and june or march and july of every year i do i think the dawn chorus actually take it does sort of happen throughout the year but it's just not quite the same as it is through the spring and summer months um, when this kind of behaviour, the sort of uh, uh, mating and courting and <laughs> attracting of a mate, um, 
thing kind of happens. So, yeah, I I guess I just wanted to sort of uh, let people know that Dawn Chorus Day is happening on Sunday, the 1st of May, 2022. And, uh, yeah, maybe why not just sort of <laughs> enjoy it whilst it's around you? I think the other thing, I, I think the other important sort of thing about uh, International Dawn Chorus Day is to sort of make people aware of the 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 sounds that are around us and the sounds that are sort of kind of disappearing as well there are birds that even the ones around us here are are facing uh a decline which is kind of well it's very scary and so what you're hearing now might not actually quite be the same to what we're hearing in 10 years time and so i think having that kind of awareness and enjoying it well not enjoying it whilst it's here that sounds terrible but at least embracing it for you know this natural natural wonder which is just it's just you know literally music to the ears um so i i'm here today with my mum mum come back <laughs> she's off um, so my mum hi june hi holly <laughs> um so you're the perfect person to do this with because you pretty much do this every day you you're an early riser unlike me uh, right yeah no i i think it's the best time of the day um yeah no i've i've actually always been an early riser but uh now i have a purpose to go out every morning which is that uh you know i have this little dog and um yeah no i just love coming up here it's it's my, it's on my doorstep it's 10 minutes walk from where I live I'm so very lucky you know that because New Haven is quite an industrial town and uh, but when you get up here you kind of forget that it yeah. feels very you know rural and we mm-hmm. have the sea and I lots mean, of trees and lots of bird life and uh, where we are now we're I, you know you have no idea where n- you yeah you could be pretty much in, we're in a, 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 a copse <laughs> sort of woodland um, is this woodland? Is I, it? Really. I, well, actually, no, because it's um, it's very it's close to the sea, so it's kind of a lot of gorse type yes. bushes, but occasional trees. Um, and uh, as we go a bit further up, yes. there's far less trees, yes. and then you get the cliff edge, right. and then it's mainly um, like blackberry bushes and uh, things like that. But you know, that's absolutely full of birds. I see so many things in that area like stone chats and um well linnets and um oh, you know robins and things it's fantastic so yeah no it's a real treat not only to have this here but to um, just to be able to come here every day yeah. what time do you normally wake up Sorry, so lulu needs the stick to be thrown there you go <laughs> what time do you normally come up um i can't i leave the house at six thirty if okay. i can and you, sometimes actually leave in the summer I leave earlier because it's lighter and it's almost like I feel like oh I'm a bit late but right. and in the winter well you know it's dark almost until I go home mm-hmm. but it's still good mm-hmm. so I get so even though you normally leave well actually no the whole point is that it's about it's it's all based around the sunrise so um yeah in the winter it makes sense that you end up sort of coming up a little bit later because obviously the sunrise doesn't happen um till later but okay and uh so you've been a bird watcher ever since i've known you i think <laughs> which uh, we're not going to say how old i am but um how uh 
when and how did you get into bird watching? Okay, well, I actually remember the first time that I noticed a bird. Um, <laughs> so I was in my in my at my home. So I was about nineteen, maybe twenty, and I was in my dad's shed uh, doing some work at the bench. And it looked out onto the garden, and in front of me, uh, there was a small hedge. And I was working away. I don't actually know what I was working on. I've always been rather, you know, hands-on. And uh, I noticed this little bird in the hedge. And um, I was <laughs> just watching it. And, of course, I got my book out. And to me, it was a nightingale. But, of course, it wasn't. It was actually a hedge sparrow. But at the time, I remember thinking, oh, this is interesting. And so I started really, that was the first time I started noticing birds. I still haven't seen a nightingale. But then what happened after that was that, um, you know, my sister was away in uh, working in Oswestry, I think. And, she, you know, she would often take in um, birds. And so I, st I just started getting really interested in bird watching. And then we used to then go out up to, in Kidderminster, we used to go to a fantastic woodland very early in the morning. And uh, with our binoculars, and it sort of grew from there, really. Mm -hmm. So, and she also, I remember, I've got the book that the first book that Karen bought me. Um, Karen is your sister. Yeah, and um, I've still got that book, and it's beautiful, hand-painted garden birds, or well, not garden birds, but you know, wild birds that we see in the UK. So, I still have that book. But yeah, no, it's uh, once you start looking, um, it's really quite amazing what you see and what you notice, and then you see how different they all are, and they're not just all um, sparrows. And yeah. you know, it's just yeah. no, I tot I totally. That's a really good point. I feel like for most of my childhood, every little bird, every certainly every little brown bird, brown bird was a sparrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, what have you decided is your favourite bird? Um, I'm I'm sort of going to go with the wren because I think uh, it's the little bird with like the, the 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 little bird with the big song and you know um, I know it's not the smallest bird but it is tiny and when it's like got it's got its tail cocked up and it's just singing loudly it's sort of it performs you know it comes out sits on a bush it's like giving a soliloquy and it um, and the 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 um, loudness of that song from such a tiny little bird and I also you know they have the, the you see them sort of go past you with this um, like a rufous red kind of you know flash that's tiny and uh, I just I don't know I sort of I'm just impressed by them they're so I completely I completely concur and I like I mean they're what I really like about them is that they're they're feisty little birds. Yes, exactly. They are, like you say, they're very tiny, but they've got a lot of um, attitude. Mm -hmm. And they're also, there's, there's, a, there's a, a scientific way of saying this, but I'm not going to say, I'm probably not going to say it right. But the, the sort of ratio of size to volume of song is like the, uh, the biggest that there is, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. As in, they make, they, they are the loudest bird compared to their size. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, that, uh, certainly in the UK I don't know if that's ever in the world okay. but yeah like so because you can I mean wrens are loud uh, you can we've heard loads coming up here mm -hmm. and I l also really love hearing the wren and there's a, also a, a really um, easy way to uh, identify 
that sound which hopefully we might be able to show you later mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's so loud and then when you just when you actually clock the actual size of the bird it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty amazing i really like wrens as well <laughs> i mean i think this it's also interesting it has probably the longest uh, latin name doesn't it isn't it troglodytes troglodytes very good and it's a re- <laughs> it's the one i remember uh, of course i do and uh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, massive in character, yeah. massive in name. I <laughs> just it's love it. Tiny, I love him. Tiny little bird. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what I thought we're going to do now is just listen and see what we can hear mm-hmm. and identify. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of put the mic up and we'll just take... We're, well, what we're here to do really, ultimately, and what we're trying to encourage people to do is to just sort of take a moment... Ah, wake up with the sounds. See what we can hear. So we know that's a chaffinch because it sounds like it's tumbling down a flight of stairs. And it's a it has a an end to its it doesn't it's not a continuous song it's like a short couple of it's a couple of seconds starts off good smart blackbird because the whole point about doing it at this time is that its song is going to travel further across the air and it's literally sat at the top of a cliff looking out across New Haven and its song is going to be heard far and wide at this time in the morning at this position it's a clever little guy So there is a little wren singing over there and the way, what you've got to look out for with wrens is they pretty, they kind of have the same sequence, um, sequence of notes, maybe actually three quarters of the way through their, through their tune. There's a trill that sounds kind of like a machine gun. It's like, that's what you've got to look out for. It's very, it's like, once you hear that, you're like, Ah, it's a wren. So it goes like... (laughs) So you see near the very end, there is that machine gun... Yeah, the... Yeah, I don't have to like that. That's what you go listen for. That is a run. Mm. 
you hear it? Yeah. So goldfinch They sound like jangling keys and there's normally lots of them together. So that's how you get the sound of the jangling. There's lots of like twiddling, you know. <laughs> and that's also a chip chap, isn't it? Yeah, but there was a ring in there. Chip chap, chip chap, chip chap, chip chap. Chip, 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 chip. It looks like it takes all of its might to chip, chip, chip. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a small bird. <laughs> and you can see the movement of its body as it's going chip, chip, chip. <laughs> it's working hard. So Robin It's a very familiar sound And doing it this time of the morning just means it's louder, it's clearer The song travels further More likely to be heard by a mate It's very clever really microphone up to record a blue tit and a robin has literally come and taken centre stage and basically oh, alright then alright here we go I did just record you and you just yeah look <laughs> Something else I really enjoy about hearing birdsong in general, not just <laughs> this time of the morning, because I'm actually not normally up at this time, that is that there's, I think there's this, I sort of get this feeling that if, if birds are singing, then they must feel a little quite relaxed, like there aren't many predators around, because obviously why would they sort of expose their position or, or you know and make themselves known so there's something quite sort of almost relaxing about hearing a bird song knowing that it's just sat there it's not um threatened by your presence either it's so you know whether it can see you or not like if you're just watching a bird sing there's just something really lovely about that um so yeah so I hope uh that <laughs> you know we've we've picked up some amazing sounds this morning but hearing it through your headphones is nothing like hearing it in real life so <laughs> I'm just kind of I encourage you um, in the next couple of months May is a really good time 
but yeah perhaps even around Sunday the 1st of May when there'll be lots of other people setting their alarms nice and early <laughs> you know you want to you want to sort of listen maybe half an hour before uh, sunrise uh, that's when it's and then for about an hour that's when it's at its peak so have have a listen and you don't even have to go anywhere you can do it from your bed just just <laughs> open the windows and let the sound come in and uh, it's a really incredible experience um yeah i hope that's inspired you and uh, get listening bird song is amazing <laughs> Thank you, Mum, for uh, joining me on this episode. My pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. <laughs> and uh, that's all for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have any birdie questions you'd like me to explore in this podcast, you can get in touch via my Instagram at Winging It With Holly.